Tech is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the intersections of technology and ministry. It is part of the podcast network sponsored by Wells, the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod. Our show today is hosted by Martin Spriggs and Sally Draper. Welcome back to Wells Tech, everybody. This is episode 689, recorded on September 8th, 2022. My name is Martin Spriggs, and this is a show about technology and ministry and where those two intersect. And joining me as usual, Sally Draper. Hey, Sally. Hey, Martin, that intersection's a little bit north of you today because I'm Mm -hmm. podcasting for the first time ever from a brand new city, and that is Kakana, Wisconsin today. Um, God's country again. I'm up here in the Fox River Valley and enjoying uh, a beautiful fall day and time with my son and daughter-in-law in in their new home here. He's pastor at Trinity in Kakana. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice, nice. And, uh, well, the uh, move-in process will just have to wait a week. Yeah, and I figured it was good timing. I was about ready to be away from all those boxes and and things to do. (laughs) And I had a little break. I'm going to go home super enthused to to hit it again and also super excited. Um, Our church is having Sunday school kickoff this Sunday. And so uh, that puts me back in the classroom with the fifth and sixth graders at St. Paul's in North Mankato. And excited to um, greet a new crop of students and have some fun in Sunday school this year. Believe it or not, it kind of has a llama theme. I don't know how that worked <laughs> out. Wow. But yeah, llama Sunday school. It's it's really exciting. Okay. Sally, I've got a question for you. When you walk into that classroom, are you going to have an interactive smart panel on the wall at your disposal? Great question. Unfortunately, not. So we'll be a little less techie than I desire, but interactive smart panels are great tools. And that's a great lead into our uh, interview for this week. Yeah. So Uh, we are welcoming Chris Hunt to the show from BDJ Tech. Uh, We've talked to Chris before. Uh, Sally spent a little bit of time with him this summer at the education conference uh, here in the Pewaukee area. And um, I asked about interactive displays because that's really what we wanted Chris to talk about. He is our source, the Synod's source for interactive displays that are gracing many of the walls of Wells classrooms this fall. And uh, that's a good thing. I had some up close and personal time with a few of those boards as I was installing them and got my first look at some of them and their capabilities. And boy, uh, things have come a long way since smart boards uh, were a thing. Uh, These are kind of a different ball game. Yeah, very cool that you get that hands-on experience, Martin. Sometimes on the podcast, we talk about things, but we aren't really out there in the the schools and churches doing the hands-on work. So neat that you had that experience. Neat that you have Chris as a contact person. And he has some exciting news about some software updates even that are happening. So good stuff in this interview. We're really pleased to welcome back to the show uh, a friend of Wells Tech, I think we could call him, Chris Hunt, Director of Sales for the Midwest for BDJ Tech. Hey, Chris. Hello. How are you? Thanks for having me today. 
Oh, our pleasure. Thanks for joining us on, on short notice. Um, wanted to uh, take some time and talk about some of the newest classroom technology, specifically uh, panel displays, interactive panel displays. And uh, we immediately thought of our friend, Chris Hunt, and we uh, we were reminded we you know, you're always top of mind because I get lots of calls for who to talk to about uh, that and Chromebooks and all that good stuff. And we always send them some your way. But you were also at uh, our education conference this past summer where uh, you and Sally chatted a little bit. So we wanted to catch up a little bit about how that went. But maybe before we jump into that, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, what, uh, what your background is and what you've what you've been doing um, sure. with Wells. So um, I've been selling to school districts for 17 years. I was one of the first people in Wisconsin to sell a smart board in a classroom. I, I, I got in on the ground floor with smart boards um, and moved uh, a couple of different companies and uh, found my new home that I'm very happy with here at BDJ Tech. Uh, this past summer, uh, well, actually, it was a couple months ago. We, you know, BDJ Tech attended the uh, Wells National uh, Conference, and uh, the Chromebooks and interactive flat panels were a hot topic. Um, a lot of the smart boards that I sold ten years ago are now all um, breaking, or in the there's no parts for replacement. So the schools are looking at uh, what's everyone. You know, the big question was, what is everyone doing for? front of the classroom presentations mm -hmm. and uh you know interactive flat panels are definitely uh the hot product that everyone's going to because they uh, they're just the best technology out there so is smart still still a thing that's a brand um and that's kind of what everybody was introduced to how does where are they and how does how does that product compare to basically what's being sold today Sure. So smart, uh, smart technologies, they still make uh, interactive flat panels and the original um, smart boards, uh, they changed them. Uh, the big thing is they used to have free software and now they charge for the software. And that, um, that was kind of, uh, you know, the, the educators were not happy about that. So um, with, you know, there's 10 other roughly 10 other interactive flat panel manufacturers out there. I was fortunate enough to go to a, uh, a national trade show and uh, to, to try out all the different ones out there. And the one that I, that impressed me the most was the new line interactive flat panel. Um, it just, uh, it's, it stood out in terms of education um, between, you know, with all the other ones out there. So I reached out to New Line and, you know, explained to them that it's not fair that the public schools get the great pricing and the small, smaller private schools don't, you know, they have to pay full price. So New Line was generous enough to, um, you know, work out a deal. I, I, I tried with Smart and everyone else, but I didn't get anywhere. So New Line was uh, generous enough to offer up the, um, the well schools a, a you know, large discounted price for a small, you know, any or, uh, order of any size. So, mm. um, you know, we've been uh, selling 
new line now for let's say seven or seven or eight years to the um, to the well schools, and uh, that has been the one that uh, I've uh, I, I've stood behind for a couple of reasons. The yeah. big one is is uh, new line owns their own factory, so um, they are always in stock. They uh, have never had a uh, back back order. That was a big deal this summer. There were some manufacturers that were six months out plus. So, um, you know, with school starting, you know, that, that just wouldn't work. Um, they always offer free training, which is a big deal. Um, they have the best in class warranty of five years. So if anything goes wrong with them, they'll replace it. And then um, that's pretty much the big one. Uh, they are coming out with new software um, on next Tuesday. Oh, and wow. uh, I've got a chance to look at that and it's um, fantastic. It is uh, free software that's, you know, it resembles smart notebook software that all the teachers want, but it's cloud-based and um, it just offers a lot more um, benefits for, for, for teachers. Pretty cool, Chris, um, that you have such a great relationship with them, so much so that it wasn't just you at the education conference, but a representative from New Line was there, and they agreed to give away one of their interactive flat panels, and this was the second time they've done that. They were at our 2019 EdTech League conference and gave away a panel then as well, so really great relationship and really invested and willing to come and talk with Wells and hear from Wells educators about their needs and things, so... Thanks for establishing that with us and big help. Yep, you're welcome. They're, All right. They're a, great, they're a great partner and I have uh, yeah, no complaints whatsoever. Yeah, I have a funny story about, um, I can't remember the guy's name that was with you. Was it Mark? Uh, Michael. 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 Deeps, Mike, yeah. yeah. Um, he really enjoyed displaying how tough the screens were and how much, you know, abuse they could take because kids aren't always the easiest on things like fancy technology. And so one day I was quite startled <laughs> as he banged loudly on the board. And so these things are tough. I was really uh, surprised that he was willing to demonstrate to that degree, but it's, it's the real deal. Yeah. He, that's uh, one of his uh, selling points when he gives demonstrations is he likes to, you know, pound on the board just to show people that it's, um, you know, made, made to take abuse. Yeah, for sure. What kind of feedback do you get from our teachers and, and those who've had your products for a while? Is it you stay in touch? Do you, I assume you're not just selling one usually, or maybe you get one, you know, in one room and then a follow up order. What kind of conversations are you having? Um, you know, the big thing that I, the teachers that have had the, um, new line panels for a couple of years they're asking for is the software and that's coming out on Tuesday and next Tuesday um, that was a big thing for them they just wanted uh, one area where the teachers could go to to find you know protractors and you know uh, rulers and uh, you know different pieces of media that could be quickly integrated into their um, curriculum so uh, with that, uh, that was pretty much the only request that I saw. 
Um, the other thing you can do to the new line panels, which a lot of schools are starting to do, is to add on to what they currently, so they, they currently have the interactive flat panel. You can add a Chrome box, so you can have a full Google Classroom, or um, every new line panel has a, a slot in the back, so you can have what's called an OPS or onboard computer which is a window, full Windows computer um, in a mini format. So uh, you can have a full Windows experience along with a full Google. Um, so you can go back and forth depending on uh, your application. Interesting. Now, they, I had the chance to install a few of these at my wife's new school at Christ in Big Bend. Uh, first of all, they are tough. They're and very heavy. <laughs> so it was, um, took a couple of us to get it on the wall, but uh, it's not coming down. Um, looks like it's a Android-based operating system, you know, on the back end. So it's actually pretty snappy. Uh, and you've got a Chromium browser in there, and uh, I think the software that's there, I was impressed with. Um, it's nice to hear that there's new software coming. Will that be something that just automatically gets downloaded? So they'll they'll come in one day, they'll turn on their board, and they'll say, hey, a, a new software update is available. So that'll come uh, automatically down to them? Yes. And the uh, people that have purchased a new line panel are used to that because, you know, every couple months, uh, new line comes out with an update. And in the corner of the screen, you'll see where it'll tell you that you need to uh, press the button to uh, download the latest software or the, the latest, you know, fixes or software or patches. Mm -hmm. What kind of sizes uh, are, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so Sally, if you could stop there, these are the big things with the new Q series. So there was the RS panel and now there's the new Q, uh, new Q series panel. Um, the great thing about New Line is that the RS panel will do exactly the same things that the uh, Q series can. The Q series is a little bit snappier, and, um, you know, Wi-Fi six. So those are a couple of uh, benefits. Now, with everything new, you obviously you're going to pay a little bit more for the Q series. But uh, what's great is people that purchase the RS panel, uh, they they won't notice any change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was super impressed with the snappiness with the speakers. Um, it was yeah, a lot of these panels, you got to add, add your own uh, to, to get decent sound out of them. Uh, nice connectivity, uh, lots of different options there. And uh, the Wi-Fi 6 is actually a very big deal, deal on campuses where it's, uh, uh, you really need a stable connection there, especially if you're doing streaming, uh, connecting Chromebooks, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that makes a big difference. So uh, very, very impressed with, with the quality. Now, are these panels able to be put on carts or are they too heavy for that? Or how do the, what are the options there? Yes. So um, New Line manufactures a cart that uh, fits all their panels. Uh, you can okay. have one uh, that you can, you know, move up and down, but you have to take the panel off and move the, uh, the brackets up and down. Or they make uh, a new line along with other manufacturers also manufacture a, a stand that is powered up and down as well. Um, that's really nice for you know all, all classrooms, just the ability to press a button and it goes up and down. Um, but you all, it's also pretty expensive for sure. that, that setup. Sure. But yes, uh, stands are definitely something 
that a lot of schools are doing. Uh, we sell quite a few stands with, uh, with the panels. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about the different sizes and uh, if you can, a little bit of, you know, ballpark pricing. Sure. So there's the 55, 65, 75, 86, and 98. The 86 uh, with the well schools has been the most popular um, the last couple of years. And that is because the price uh, has come down. Um, you know, you're looking just under $3,000 for an 86 inch uh, panel. Okay. Um, you know, the old days when you had a projector, a smart board, and all the cabling and everything, uh, it was roughly the same price. Actually, probably a little bit more. Um, as you know, the great thing too about these panels are it's not like an interactive projector where you had to have someone you know that knew exactly how to install and do that. So you're cutting a big cost out of your budget if you if you can do them yourself. And um, hats off to all the well schools that have you know. Uh, mounted them themselves successfully and uh you know there's there's well schools with one in every classroom and uh they work perfect so is there installation available do you work with a partner for that um yeah that is something that we can connect you with uh with the large geographic footprint that bdj tech has uh it's it's very tough to find uh installers in all the different states and parts you know, of the country. So a lot of times we will, uh, you know, let, let the school, you know, they might work with a local electrician or something mm -hmm. uh, to that effect where it's going to be much more cost prohibited for them to do it on their own because, you know, we don't have to have a truck drive that far with gas and all that yeah. good stuff. I mean, I found it pretty easy to install. It's just like mounting a, a television. Basically, if you're putting it on a wall, it comes with everything you need and the instructions are good. So uh, usually not a problem. And then you don't have the added complication of mounting a projector and getting that all lined up and, you know, working in the ceiling, those kinds of things are gone. Um, one of the, the things that I really like about the panels is the resolution. Um, you can actually get by with a little bit smaller screen than you could with smart or another a regular projector because the resolution is so good and you don't uh, really need to worry about the lumen thing um, because uh, they're backlit and you've got just a, a nice sharp crisp picture that is a good point they are 4k um, clarity uh, resolution mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. and what kind um, of lifespan can people expect with them um, 12, 15 years, depending wow. on how long, you know, they're left on or, you know, used. So that's, that's another great thing. No bulbs to change anymore. It's set it and forget it. Um, the new line does have software that, uh, the tech director in the school can manage all the panels. He can update them if you'd like, uh, through the, through the cloud. So uh, you can turn them on, turn them off every night. You can schedule to have them turned on and turned on or off. So if you come in in the morning, it'll be ready to go. And uh, when school ends, you can have it turned off if you'd like. So that's another great feature that, uh, you know, that with interactive flat panels. Uh, something else that I've been talking to a lot of schools that's of interest is the ability to display messages. So you can use this as a digital signage piece as well. Um, whether it's the announcements or if there is an emergency, you can also have that uh, displayed uh, through the panel. So uh, 
you know, what many, many different uh, applications. Very okay. versatile. Good. Well, Chris, we really appreciate you taking the time to do this for us um, and continuing to be a partner. If somebody wants to learn a little bit more about this product line or Chromebooks, which uh, you spent a lot of time working with our schools on, how do they, how do they get in touch with you? So my uh, cell phone is 414-559-7182. My email is chris at bdjtech.net. So those are the two ways you can get a hold of me and or through our BDJ Tech website as well. Yep. And we'll put a link to that as well as we have a Wells page uh, that lists Chris's information as well. So... Very good. Chris, uh, thank you for all that you've done for us. And we look forward to continuing to work with you. And uh, hopefully uh, people will be inspired to at least check out the product line and see what the next step is for, for their interactive classrooms. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. God bless. Our thanks to Chris again for joining us and uh, giving us the lowdown and the the new news on the new software coming out. And um but if you haven't looked at these or considered these, but uh, it's kind of a game changer. I think from a couple perspectives. One, um, it, it just gets it it simplifies things quite a bit. Where you are interacting with your computer, you're interacting with just one board. There's not a projector that you have to deal with, and all the all the stuff that goes along with that. Um, and I think from a viewability, is that a word perspective mm-hmm. from the, from a student's seat, I think a lot more visible, the, the, the images are going to be a lot more crisp than you get from a, from most projectors at least. And, uh, so you can actually get by with a little bit smaller screen. I think some people are worried about, well, I can't afford as big a screen as I can get with a projected image on a wall or on a, uh, a pull down screen or something like that. Uh, but I don't think that's really a problem. I, I think the the visibility and the, the legibility of the content is cool. Plus, there's some cool apps that come along with these boards, and you can cook up your own laptop to it, and just a, a lot of uh, capabilities. We're thinking of putting a couple of these in the CMM, just from the uh, usability perspective. So um, our thanks to Chris for for working the deals necessary and then working with our schools to uh, to get these in place. Yeah, and you mentioned schools, Martin. I think there would be a lot of crossover for congregations to make use of these as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, you don't necessarily call people up to the front in Bible class to interact with the board, but I guess there's potential. Certainly as a presenter, I'd love that ability to have the interactivity on what I'm um, presenting as a Bible Annotation, study. whiteboarding, you know, all right, that stuff. Meetings yeah. and things like that. It could be mm-hmm. really uh, valuable. Certainly you can do video conferencing using the computer and interacting that way as well. Um and then Sunday school, just like you mentioned at the beginning, as a Sunday school teacher, I would vote for having an interactive flat panel in my Sunday school classroom. And I definitely would make use of it with that age oh, group for sure. and everything. Yeah, so, I can think of a lot of uses, of a lot of use cases, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. sure. And then even the whole hooking up your computer, maybe to simplify in some of these more um Loading type type situations, you can get that PC option that's plugged right into the 
the board, mm -hmm. the flat panel, and uh, make use of that. So you've basically got a PC um, with the board and you don't have to have an extra device involved mm -hmm. even. Yep. Yeah. should be noted that at least the boards I was working with have Wi-Fi capabilities and they have built in kind of uh, an Android operating system. So you've got a Chromium browser, for instance. So anything on the web is kind of fair game there too. So even without the computer edition, uh, you've got some nice web-based options. Um, so uh, I think there's a, there's a lot of pluses, a lot of check marks in the plus column for uh, the, this kind of solution. So save your pennies. They aren't inexpensive, but uh, they're not as expensive as you might think either. So good stuff. Definitely. That leads us uh, to our ministry resource. I came across as I was kind of working with the boards in my wife's classroom and in my wife's school, new school. Uh, there is a, a nice series from New Line, which is the company that obviously makes these smart boards on the Q series. Um, so there is content on how to use the whiteboard, setup, home screen uh, customization, uh, hooking up a Mac or sharing a screen with a Mac, um, all kinds of just short, uh, they're one to two minute kinds of quick things for teachers to get comfortable with their, with their new um, interactive boards. And there's all kinds of online resources as well. Some of it built right in, but some of it online that you can get at too. But I thought I'd just call your attention to this New Line Interactive YouTube uh, account. So subscribe to it and you can see all the stuff from uh, New Line related to a smart board that may be hanging on your wall. When I go to YouTube accounts, Martin, I often look at the video link just to see how recent. All of them, right. And I was surprised. Yeah, they're they're cranking out these videos on a regular basis. So um, you're getting some great up-to-date content when you subscribe to this channel. So mm -hmm. yep. definitely and they're check well it done. out. You know, nice professionally done videos. So mm -hmm. very good. Let's move on to our picks of the week. And mine is a, a feet on the ground kind of reporter pick here. Late entry. Trinity Kakana. Yes. yes, definitely a late entry. Um, so uh, interestingly, I had the privilege of helping my son a little bit as he prepared for his first ever official catechism class as a, a new pastor in the parish. And he has about 15 catechism students this year. And he really, really, really had a grand desire to get them on an online platform and um, kind of doing a flip classroom model where he was having them uh, study and give him feedback prior to class so that he could go deeper in class with the lessons that he was, mm -hmm. he would be teaching. And I got to take my hat off to pastor Paul Walchmidt. He was on our show back in September of 2020, talking about this kind of a model that he used for catechism class, actually um, in your church, Martin at peace Hartford at mm -hmm. the time. And mm -hmm. uh, he's now a professor at Wisconsin Lutheran seminary. And his voice was in my son's ear, I believe, because he was kind of, introduced to these concepts by um, Professor Walchmidt. And ultimately, Stanley and I worked together and he was able to set up a Google Classroom site. And it turned out to be just the bomb diggity. He, he did a really good job <laughs> setting it up. He's got this vision of doing a little five minute or less video for the students to watch to introduce them to the next lesson before they do their 
you know, classwork in preparation for the next class. And he went down and filmed a video for um, this coming week. And last night they met, we held our breath because we had to set up accounts for all the students and all this and in the Google Apps administration area. And every student got logged in. Success. Yay. And so um, they are off and running. He has a model of what he's going to do each week and how he's going to do it. He'll have them take online quizzes using Google Forms. And it'll even grade the quiz for you. Once you're done, you can see how you did. Um, and we kind of tested all that out. He sent me a link and I was a student in his class. And it was just a lot of fun to work through. And honestly, it went really smoothly. I mean, the fact that they have a Google Apps domain here and he was able to access it and get the account set up that he needed to, you know, made a huge difference. If you're starting from zero and you don't have a Google Apps domain set up, then it's going to take some time to get that part in place. But beyond that, uh, the classroom setup was really smooth, really intuitive for the students. They were very comfortable, he said, with using Google Classroom, I'm assuming because they're using it quite often in school these days. And uh, they took right to it. They got logged in successfully and um, they're off and running. So my recommendation is Google Classroom for catechism and uh, they're doing it here at Trinity and Kakana. And I know for a fact there are plenty of resources online to get you up to speed on that. A uh, ton of YouTube videos and then obviously stuff from, from Google themselves too. Good point. There was lots of referencing of videos as well as written documentation. Mm -hmm. and, you know, lots of people share their experience and everything. So, yeah, definitely. Okay. Sally, I have to admit, about halfway through your pick description, I did a little, went down a little rabbit hole and looked up bomb diggity. That is, <laughs> I've I've heard you say that before, but I, I had to see it. Is this a real thing, or is this something that Sally has made up? And of course, it's real. Goodness knows, Urban Dictionary came through. You know, <laughs> totally the awesomest. No lie. There's all kinds of definitions here. Totally awesome. the awesomeness. That it's, yeah, that's the bomb diggity. That's it, right? Groovy there. hip happening now. Groovy. Um, yeah, nice. So. There I don't you know go. if that's going to make it into my vocabulary because I can't say it like you do, but I get, I get your draft. <laughs> I'm happy to to give you some vocab tips anytime. Martin. Awesome. All right, never a never a bad day when you can dip into the urban dic the old urban dictionary. <laughs> I don't All know right. about that. And that's maybe we have a, a show title statement. as well. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All right. My pick of the week uh, is not nearly as bomb diggity as yours, but uh, in fact, some would call it downright boring. Uh, Zotero.bib, zbib.org. Uh, I happen to be working on developing a course outline for the course I'm teaching next spring for Martin Luther College, and I needed a bibliography maker. I had not created a bibliography, a true bibliography, in a long, long time, and I was creating one for the course uh, proposal page. And I said, there's got to be an easier way than me just kind of looking up this, this stuff up and tediously typing this stuff in. And, you know, a period goes here and this is italics. And, you know, where does the date go? And you know, where does the edition go? Et cetera, et cetera. But zbib.org to the rescue. Um, this is a spinoff of Zotero, which took me down another rabbit hole. 
Uh, Zotero is, I would call, a personal knowledge management tool where you can plug in all kinds of resources and references and, references and take notes and totally open source. Uh, but they've now created this bibliography tool, which integrates nicely with their Zotero tool, which is maybe a pick for another day. But all you do with Zotero Bib, zbib.org, is plug in a URL, like an Amazon URL, an ISBN number, uh, even a title, and click the site button, and out pops a beautifully formatted bibliography reference um, in different um, forms or formats as well. Uh, you, they say 10,000 plus other styles available. Uh, so this, the one I'm using is MLA, but there's the Chicago Manual of Style, APA, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All the, the big hitters are here. So you can pick which one you want. Then you create your bibliography. So you add them one at a time. Uh, you can pluck out uh, each one, one at a time, or download them all in multiple formats. It can be in RTF, HTML, uh, RS, RIS, Bibtex, or save to Zotero, as I mentioned. Uh, if you get a Zotero account, which is free, you can create a link to the version and come back to it. It saves it in local storage, which means if you clear your browser cache, the next time you come back here, it'll be gone. Um, so you may want to use the link to this version function. Um, and that saves it up in the cloud for, I think, up to six months. And it, it, every time it's visited. So it's kind of an online bibliography if you want to use it that way. But I just uh, created it and downloaded it, plugged it into my Word doc, and away I went. So very cool tool, totally free. Talked to, to, to my wife, Debbie, about this and because she teach she, until this year was teaching fifth through eighth grade or sixth through eighth grade language arts and, and writing, et cetera, where they needed to do such bibliographies. And yeah, she says a lot, there's a lot of these tools out there, but most of them are riddled with ads. Uh, Zbib has no ads, totally free, uh, just a nice sleek tool. So that is my pick of the week. I saw the word awesome on the page. I heard you use the word cool. Would you go as far as saying that Zbib <laughs> is the, the bomb diggity? Bomb diggity? I don't know. Of bibliography makers? Of bibliography yeah. makers. Yeah, we'll go with that. It'll make it a little I, I, more exciting if you do. I'm hip with that. <laughs> Good, deal. <laughs> Good deal. All right. I think we better move on before we get into too much more <laughs> trouble. Community news and feedback. Well, we're going to start out with an email we received from Travis David, who is the president of Calvary Lutheran Church in Dallas, Texas. And they were just reviewing their live stream capabilities. They're currently live streaming with Final Web. Just wanted to kind of dip their toe in the water and see what all's out there and what other people are using um, or any recommendations we might have. And again, I am not in the live streaming space currently, but I did reach out to our communications director, Lee Hitter at Wells. And Lee uh, mentioned that we're using Vimeo premium streaming service for Wells um, live streams. And that comes with an annual subscription cost of $900. So that's kind of a pricey solution. And I'm not sure if that's tiered based on uh, your usage of the tool. Obviously, we have high 
numbers and high volume when we do live stream different events. Um, so you'd have to check that out for yourself. It looks like when you visit the page and I'll include a link in the show notes, it's more about reach out to us and contact us and we'll talk to you about pricing. They don't have it fully disclosed on their website as far as I could find, but definitely solid player. Um, Vimeo used to, well, I'm sorry, Vimeo premium used to be the tool live stream. That was kind of the brand. Mm -hmm. And I think Vimeo purchased um, that tool and integrated it into the Vimeo video platform. Um, Martin, you actually did some writing on this back when the pandemic happened. It was a pretty popular topic um, as everyone was scrambling to continue to have worship services when their churches were shut down. And you have a really great um, blog post out there with live streaming guidance for churches. And so um, if anybody's just getting started or wants to give it a read as kind of, let's see where we are, kind of like uh, Travis was doing, are we doing the best we can with what we're live streaming? What are the possibilities? And uh, this is a perfect article to kind of give you some of that perspective, if that's what you're looking for. And two, then- Two ads to that, Sally. And I don't know if I mentioned this in the article. Um, Philip Wells, a friend of the show, has a nice website for live streaming. Maybe it's referenced in there. If not, we'll add it in the show notes. Um, but also going back to Vimeo, I just did a quick uh, look-see, and I had remembered when I was at Peace, we were using Vimeo for our live streaming, and I know there was a kind of a middle-of-the-road option, and I did find on their pricing page at least the list price, $55 per month per seat which allows up to 20 videos uh, per month. Um, so I think that's the ground floor of uh, streaming with, with the Vimeo package, uh, live streaming, virtual events, and marketing integrations, it says. So marketing integrations would be things like hooking it up to Facebook Live, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that seems, you know, so that's what is that, 550, 650 something uh, per year. So that's, uh, that seems maybe more in, in most people's ballpark. Okay, very good. Just check out the show notes, wellstech.wells.net, and we'll have links to those different things if you're looking for some reference materials on that. And thanks very much, Travis, for reaching out with that question. Um, an event mention that we thought was worthy and interesting for our Wells Tech listeners. Um, this is happening at Bethany Lutheran College, and it's actually an art exhibit. Uh, sounds really interesting. We have interviewed before Jason Jasperson. He's definitely a friend of Wells Tech and a very talented artist who's now um, the Bethany Art professor and he's had his students work on uh, Sunday school illustrations to be used in Zambia so kind of a world missions connection and they put together a set of illustrations for Zambia teachers to use in their Sunday school and they are actually displaying the images currently in their fine arts center so there's a an art exhibit happening now through September 27th um, and it looks like they had a reception already on, on September 1st, but I think that uh, the art center is open during normal business hours daily. And so you can stop by and see these images of grace that the art students at Bethany have uh, created for Zambia Sunday schools. What a fun project. Neat. Yep. Yeah. 
And then I'll take the last one, Sally. Finally, we have a job opening in our Wells Technology Department here at the Center for Mission and Ministry, and that is for a systems administrator. Um, so we'll put a link to that in the show notes. So if you like uh, and have experience with uh, working with systems of all kinds, mostly uh, Windows, Linux environments, uh, SANS, um, those kinds of things. Uh, if you uh, enjoy uh, what gets you up in the morning is SSL certificates and Office mm-hmm. 365 environments, boy, we got a job for you. Um, the great news is that the person, uh, Aaron, who is leaving that position is still with us at the CMM. He's taking on our security analyst position. So we're trying to backfill his position. So systems administrators, um, we do ask that they be in the Southeast Wisconsin area. Um, so if you are interested or know somebody who might be interested, uh, send them our way and uh, we'll get them hooked up with our HR department and we'll get them through the process. Good stuff. Sally, if somebody wanted to contribute to this segment of the show, how would they do that? Well, that's a great question, Martin. I would share my screen and show them. Um, so we have a great website, wellstech.wells.net, where you can find the show posted and all 687 prior shows posted. And you can uh, use the different links available there in the upper right area to social media platforms like Twitter and Pinterest and Facebook, where you can contact us or um start a conversation around a different topic. There's an option for sending voicemail and we have an email address as well. You can email us at wellstech at wells.net. So again, find all that on our show notes webpage, wellstech.wells.net. It is the bomb diggity. diggity. Speaking <laughs> of bomb diggity, the next time we gather together, Rachel Feld and Jason Schmidt will be joining us. Um, <laughs> True awesomeness. That's right. Uh, they'll bring their own brand to sunshine and uh, looking forward to educationally focused conversations with those two. Um, that's that's always great to get their perspective and uh, hear how their summer went and what they're working on here in the fall as well. So tune in next looking time for that conversation. Mm-hmm. That's going to about do it, Sally. Thank you for your work and uh, thank you listeners for tuning in. We know that you have many podcast options out there, yet you decided to listen all the way to the end of this one. We appreciate that. So come back again next time for more Wells Tech goodness. Bye-bye, everybody.